What's up, everybody? Welcome to the shit show. My name is Drake Peterson, and my friend over there is Jimmy the Jew. And today, calling in live from San Francisco, <laughs> we have an amazing opera singer who also happens to be trans, Miss Brianna Sinclair. Hello. Thank you, Drake and Jimmy Jew, for inviting me. <laughs> it's good to have you. We've we've tried to get you on for over a year now, and yes. now annoyingly, but yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, it's fine. Sending notes, emails, knocking on your door, stalking, yeah, you know, a little bit of everything. <laughs> Imagine if Jimmy just like knocked on your door and say, come on, we need a fucking record. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. You guys live right next to each other, yeah? I mean, you're pretty close. Very close. Jimmy. I mean, 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it's about 30. Uh, with no traffic, which right now there's not too much traffic. <laughs> yeah. It's about 30 minutes. I mean, I have to go to the San Francisco airport tomorrow. It's probably going to be about 45 minutes there. It's a little bit past. It's more south San Francisco for the airport. Mm-hmm. Where are you flying, Jimmy? Vegas, baby. Woo! You're crazy. <laughs> You're wild. Well, yes, the you know this little chick I'm kind of talking to. She's really into Bonnie and Clyde, so we're gonna fly out there. I think we're gonna rent a Ferrari and then go to the Ferrari out. So it's like 40 minutes out of Vegas to see the Bonnie and Clyde thing. Oh wow! <clears throat> Please be safe because <laughs> we're it's, we're still in a pandemic. Ah, uh, I ain't <laughs> With, with the girls I've been with, man, that pandemic ain't nothing on me. You know? Okay, okay. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. my my Hey, my immunity system will like rob COVID and take its wallet. <laughs> okay, well, don't get too cocky now. <laughs> okay. What's San Francisco cocky. like right now, Bree? What's what's it? Uh, is everyone <sighs> still social distancing? Yes, we're still social distancing. Um, the weather's been really nice, which is a shame because while we're right. in this pandemic, I'm like, I really want to like go swimming or do something <clears throat> fun. But the movies won't open up until August. So, but yeah, we're still, you know, covering ourselves and being social distance. Did you guys hear about today? Someone announced something that in public you have to wear a mask in California now? Yes. Yeah. Mayor London Breed, I think she sent out a message to everyone that it's required. So. No. I, okay. Well, I walked out with a mask once and the police officers were like looking at me really hardcore and I'm like. Okay, and I had to turn my head the other way and put on my mask. <laughs> nice. yeah. I like masks. I like seeing people with masks. It's very like it's kind of kinky just seeing everyone with a mask and like you know. Oh, ball gags know. would be sexier. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you like it, Drake, because I fucking hate it. I don't like wearing them. It's annoying. I to hate wearing wear. them. In the heat, it's super annoying. It's disgusting. Hey, ugly strippers are gonna make more money you now. Yeah, you know, that is very true. Cover that, cover that face up. <laughs> the, the worst thing, though, I burped with a mask on the other day, and I almost like threw up because it's just like ah. it's not. Yeah, that's it's, disgusting, Drake. It's, disgusting. That's, you don't think about that, you know. You just like sometimes you have a beer and you just you burp, and then you just are like, oh wait, okay. I'm about to kill myself from this. <laughs> So, Miss Brianna, you are a opera singer. I am. And you have performed with some amazing orchestras, some in the United States, and you were supposed to be going to Canada for your Canadian debut. Can we talk a little bit about this right now? Sure, yeah. Um, So, uh, last month was supposed to be my Canadian, actually, no, April was supposed to be my Canadian opera debut, April of this year. And I got one of the lead roles in this new opera, contemporary opera called Bound, which is by Kevin Lau. And it's actually set place in like a very corrupt government. And it's about these four characters maneuvering in the, in the, I guess, the age of Trump. And I play a trans character named Kelly Davidson. And um, as a black woman, I'm like, uh, Kelly Davidson sounds like a white girl's name, but I can take it. And, it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very white girl, but I, I am so thankful and so grateful that they selected me to be a part of this wonderful um, opera. But because of the COVID-19, we got postponed, so they're hopefully going to uh, show it in 2021. Had you started so, rehearsals? Is it a play or an actual movie? No, no, it's an actual opera. It's a it's a full okay. opera with orchestra, 
And oh, so wow. my character, I am actually detained by the government and they're forcing me to detransition. So I had three costume changes. Oh my my first costume is with a dress. And then the second costume is with like scrubs because I'm detransitioning. And then the final costume is where I'm like half man, half woman. But um, it's very interesting the fact that like I'm about to cross the border and everything. So it's, it's a lot of politics involved and they take things from uh, serious issues that we are, that we're dealing with in America and they kind of formulate it into this opera. So it's really cool. Hmm. And a great cast. Like everyone <clears throat> is amazing. You know, and I was just so excited to meet the cast. I did get the music um, last year and I rehearsed it for about six months because I'm studying uh, currently at the San Francisco Opera. So my voice teacher helped me with it. And it sucks because when something like that gets postponed, um, you work so hard during those, you know, during those months. Like, I mean, literally, I would have a two-hour voice lesson. Then when I get home, I had to do three hours of just working, practicing, memorizing lines. It's a lot of work. And yes. I don't think people understand that. So I just hope they bring it back next year because I don't want all that hard work to go in vain, you know. Everybody's staying in contact, though, right? Everybody's staying in contact, so. Yes, we are still in contact, yes. And it's amazing, so. Is it in in English, or is it in French, or? It's an English opera. I'm not too fond of singing in English. Like, my favorite languages to sing in is, like, Italian and German. Those are, like, the two languages I love to sing in, um, but yes, it is in English and it's cool. It's really cool. What got you into opera? So when I was young, when I was about five years old, my grandmother introduced me to uh, classical music. And she was so into uh, black opera singers, such as like Lainton Price and Grace Bunbury and Shirley Barrett. You might not know who these are, Jimmy G, but... These were uh, great African-American women that were icons and paved ways for um, a lot of us to be standing on the stage. And I used to listen to that a lot. And I saw my first opera at five and I saw Madame Butterfly by Puccini at the Baltimore Lyric Opera House. And I told my grandmother and I said, Grandma, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. And then she kind of instilled in me all the tools that I needed to be where I am today. And I was a naturally born singer. So my father plays 12 instruments. My mother played the cello and the flute. And my grandmother's a singer. So I naturally had a voice and people were shocked that this little body when I was like six, I sang my first solo, <laughs> sang with such vibrance and with so much power. And so um, my grandmother was like, we need to do something with this. So thanks to grandma. Thanks grandma. <laughs> Are you considered a soprano? Yes. Yeah, so I actually have a four octave range, but um, I'm actually singing lyric soprano. I Before I transitioned, I was a tenor, but I was kind of like forced to sing tenor because I was the other gender at the time. And um, it was it was bothersome. I hated it. And, you know, I started transitioning at 19. Um, But now, uh, as a professional now, I'm a lyric soprano and I can actually sing to the stratosphere. (laughs) Some days I'm like, is this really coming out of my voice? Like, is this coming out of my body? Like, it's really strange. But yes, I'm a proud lyric soprano. Can we get a little like sample? Is that like a? Oh no! Mind? Come on, I just want to. He- I just want to like hear how high you can sing. No, I'm, I'm not. Uh, uh-uh, I'm no. <laughs> oh. I mean, I could sing a song, but I'm not gonna like sing all the way like super super high. But I can yeah, sing if you're comfortable. All right, so I'll sing "Summertime" from Porgy and Bess. <laughs>
Holy so yes, shit. <laughs> Damn. so that was just a little snippet. Bravo. <laughs> Thank you, gracias. Bravo. Okay, now in Italian. Song Great song too. Great song. <laughs> Is that, who's the original singer of that? There's no original singer, <laughs> but I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean the song, who, who wrote that song? Yeah, yeah. So George Gershwin, he wrote that song. But George you know, there's Gershwin. plenty of renditions. It's been redone by performed. everybody from Janis yes. Joplin, Sublime. Yes. I mean, everybody's done it. And now fucking Lana Del Rey, who ugh, I do not like her, and she, uh, she fucked hey, that song. We were just listening to that one yesterday, and uh, this girl I'm with, we're sitting at the table, and she goes, "I love that this song by Lana Del Rey." I go, "Well, it's not really by her. So many people have done it." She goes, "Really?" <laughs> I go, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, my my boyfriend had no idea that Sublime had had done that song before. And Great I was like, version! Oh God, <laughs> I like Janis Joplin's version. I love Janis Joplin. Yes, just that. Just what a time. talent! Yes, what a loss too. You know, yeah, such a such a young age. Mm-hmm. What a! I mean, the fact that she can sing and she's like smoked that many cigarettes. <laughs> Bree, I remember when we were because we, Bree and I went to college, so we've known each other for. Let's just say we went to college two years ago. Let's keep our age. Let's stay <laughs> yeah. youthful. But when we went to college last week, um, we, you, I remember you showing me a video of this, of this opera singer. She was a black woman, and she was like chain smoking like some cigarettes. Really? Like, like a master class. And then she just goes and she just starts ripping, and she just sings her fucking ass up. I'm like, oh, my God, that was hell. so long ago. Do you remember who that, no, who that, that was? No, that was... Oh my god, that was such a long time ago. You guys both went to California that, Arts but... or whatever. Yes, we like, went to Cal Arts. College, Cal Arts. Oh, yes, cool. yes, that was a crazy time, and we almost did Jesus Christ Superstar. I was uh, the musical director oh, for, god. or musical. I was a conductor, and then yeah. I was trying to get Bree to play a character, and she just didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was, <laughs> yeah. I was just going through a lot at that moment. So, you know, can we talk a little bit about about your transition? And because I ultimately sure. we need to educate a lot of people, especially our listeners and even myself and definitely Jimmy. Yeah. If we can just talk about, you know, <laughs> everything, just what, whatever you're most comfortable sharing with us. Yeah. Um, so I transitioned at 19. I'm 29, but to go on 30 this year. Oh my God. I know. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be 30. <laughs> um, yes, I'm 29. And uh, yeah, so I transitioned for about 10 years. It's been a very rough transition. Uh, I can say that I am a fully transitioned woman. I have a vagina. I uh, love my vagina. <laughs> yes, my kitty cat is beautiful. I love her to pieces. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm a fully transitioned woman. But I think sometimes at America, when a trans woman is with a straight man, they automatically think the straight man is gay. And that's not the case because a, a straight man is attracted to the aesthetic. I am a woman in their eyes. And so that's what they're attracted to. And I think there's been kind of this push and pull. Um, I am engaged and I'm going to be getting married. I've been with my partner for about six years. Congrats. And um, <clears throat> he's been with me through all of my transitional uh, uh, phases. And I'm so grateful for him because, you know, it really takes a real man to date a trans woman. And also as a black trans woman, our situations are not easy. I can truly say that I was homeless in New York City for about four months in 2010. And that was really rough. I slept in Central Park. Um, I stayed up all night in 24-hour cafes. I got chased down by the cops at the Rambles. I've been through a lot of stuff. And I think sometimes America could be a little harsh on us because we're just living our authentic selves, you know? Why, why is everyone so harsh? Like, is it just because they don't understand? Ignorance? I think there's the, yeah, I think it's ignorance, but also there's this a mindset that we're here to trick people and that's not the case. You know, right now I'm a, a passable woman. <clears throat> I am very passable now than I was several years ago. Um, and I think a lot of, Americans think that we're, we're trying to fool people. I'm not trying to fool nobody. Like, I am very honest and, and, and 
forefront with who I am. I have dated many straight men, very hot straight men. <laughs> and I have had sex with a lot of straight men and they never had an issue with my transness because to them, they, see, they saw me as a female, you know? And it's been quite a, a journey, but I met the love of my life and I love them to pieces and we're just having a blast. <laughs> you're, originally, you're originally from New York. No, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Yes. Oh, okay. I was going to study with an opera coach in New York City because my plan was to get accepted at the Juilliard School. I wanted to audition for their master's program, but I was supposed to work with a coach and they denied me because I was in the early stages of my transition and he was uncomfortable. And then during that time, I was living with a straight male and a cis woman, which is like a biological woman, born woman. And the straight man uh, told me to leave. He said, I feel uncomfortable that I'm living with a trans woman and this is just weird for me. So one day when I was looking for a job in New York City, because I ended up getting stuck out there because I spent all my money to go out there to study with this teacher, hoping that, you know, I would get a job out there and then go back to Cal Arts to finish my senior year in college. Well, when I got home, when I got back to the Brownstone um, in Queens, I saw all my belongings and my suitcase in the trash can. Oh my God. And I just went through the trash can, got a couple of items. And then for those three months, this is before uh, my last year in college, I was homeless in New York. And this, this guy named Chris, he saw me on the street homeless and he said, oh, so there's something like very interesting about you. I'm like, well, it's pretty obvious, but I think he was more of <laughs> the aesthetic that there was something different. And I told him that I was an opera singer and I'm trying to finish up my beer at Cal Arts, but I, I'm like broke. My family completely disowned me. I was on the street and he pulled out his checkbook, wrote me a check and said, go back to CalArts and finish your degree. So this was in August of 2010. He writes me a first a, a ticket to first class, United Airlines, to fly me back to CalArts. And no one knew this, but a certain amount, like uh, a small circle of people, like I told Benjamin and Jacoby and a couple of other folks. And I flew back and he said, I don't want anything in exchange, but I need you to promise me that you will text me your degree when you graduate. And so that was how I was able to finish uh, my degree at CalArts. Did he pay for that year of college too? Or just pay no, for you to get out gave, there? And yeah, he paid, me, paid for me to take an airplane back out there and he gave me some money oh. also, like a couple thousand to survive off of. What so. an angel. <laughs> have you, have yes. you heard from him since? Like, do you still keep in touch with him? Yeah, we still talk. Uh, I, when I graduated uh, with my master's at the San Francisco Conservatory of Music, I sent him my degree and, you know, he was very proud of me. He said, hopefully I'll see you at the Metropolitan Opera. And I'm like, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> and you can give that New York coach to just flip him a big fuck you. Yes, fuck from you. <laughs> fuck <laughs> you. I think we can all agree that that guy's a fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. Damn, Damn, what it's one hell of a story. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. I mean, after after you got back to Los Angeles, you were there for how long until you moved to San Francisco? I was there for about a year and a half, and I was staying in Santa Clarita. And I, I've been very vocal about this, but I, I kept kind of kept it like a secret, and I've only told certain people. But, you know, I was stopped by the Santa Clarita police. When I was on a date with this guy and he pulled me out the car, stripped off all my clothes. I was totally nude and handcuffed. And he grabs police, my a police officer. Yes. He grabs my government state ID and he tells the guy that I was dating because I didn't, I didn't change my ID at the time. It still said male. And he was like, look, this is male that, you know, blah, 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 blah. And kept calling me a freak and this, and he pushed my head onto the sidewalk. And it was a really, it was very traumatized. I was crying and screaming and he eventually let me go. And I was naked on the sidewalk 
And he threw my clothes and my purse, my belongings. And I was literally by myself putting back my clothes on. It was the most humiliating experience of my life and the most traumatizing experience of my life. And that's when I knew from that moment, this is not going to be an easy path for me, you know? Yeah. To be serious. It's not going to be an easy path. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a bummer, but these are situations no, these that are have real happened things. to me. Wait, so you're telling me, uh, a, were you pulled over and then he did this to you? Or you said you were on a, a date? Can you- so yeah, I was on a date with a guy and the, the police was following us. Oh. The, yeah. And he was in the, the, the guy that I was seeing at the time was dropping me off back at Amundsen. Okay. And we were still in a community before we were heading out to CalArts. And that's when the cops saw us and we weren't, you know, doing anything illegal. He wasn't driving really fast and they, and he followed us and then stopped us. He blinked his lights from behind us and stopped us. And that's when the incident happened. Told you cops suck, Drake. Dude, I think we can all agree that the cops right now are, and have always just been pieces of shit. They abuse their power. A lot of them abuse a their lot. power. And also, I, I, I hate hearing like, oh, they're good cops. I understand that. But I, I feel like a lot of good cops are silent mm. and complacent, too. You know? I, I like so I don't, say, I don't, yeah. I like to always say, if there is such thing as a good cop, there wouldn't be no bad cops. Because the good exactly. cops are fucking taking down the bad cops. So if as long as they don't take the bad cops down, they're just as fucking bad as them. Thank you, Jim <clears throat> Chu. Oh my God! We are all. Hey, we we are, can agree on some. Yes, we can. <laughs> so, did you ever? Did you ever get a lawyer or anything like that to you know press charges against this police officer who did this to you? No, it's been such a long time. I think when you deal with stuff like that, you're just dealing with the trauma of it all. I wasn't yeah. even thinking about a lawyer. I wasn't thinking about getting this cop. I was so traumatized by that experience that I had to get therapy and uh, really get seek help because it really affected me a lot. And I, it's been such a long time. I, and I wasn't smart enough to like record it, take down the uh, license plate of the police officers. So it was, I was just so stunned and shocked. And also I was butt ass naked on the sidewalk. So I had to, I was like trying to put on my clothes and it was just a disaster. And I never saw that guy ever again after that experience. And, and 10 years ago, didn't we still have flip phones? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we had yeah. video on our phones back then, huh? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think I had a, I had like a Blackberry or something. Yeah, I think it was like Blackberries and also like the old iPhones. But they were like really old, like just brand new. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were so tiny, like little bricks. Well, fuck that guy. And we're so glad that you came out on top. <laughs> Thank you. And I really don't care because it's over. I am living my best life. And I hope that guy lives in hell for the rest of his life. <laughs> Have Karma, things gotten Karma. yeah? Have things gotten easier being a trans woman in the United States? No, for, no? it's never easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a continuous battle. I don't think people understand that. You know, Trump is trying to strip away our rights, and it's like, come on now, you're dealing with a human being. We're human beings. That means that you're stripping someone's human life. What if? I say, oh, Drake, oh, Jimmy Chu. I don't want you to get health care. I don't want you to get a job, et cetera. How would you feel, especially when, you know, their families have kids or whatever? That, I mean, it's not easy. It's, it's disgusting. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Oh, my God, Jimmy. <laughs> don't get mad. I'm a Trumpster. <laughs> I love Trump. <clears throat> okay, love well, Trump. good for you, but I will not support his ass. That's fine. We all well, we all can agree to disagree because me and Drake yeah. do this all the time. Yeah, we are the exact split down the middle, but yeah, we can show exactly. that we can still get along besides, besides our political views. Right, and Jimmy likes Trump, Jimmy likes Trump for reasons that have really nothing to do with you know LGBTQ issues, and that's kind of what mm-hmm. I've kind of noticed when when we have a, a healthy debate. Would you agree with that, Jimmy? With that statement? Yeah, I'm more with him for economical things like that. But what a lot of people don't know and they don't believe 
if they look into something that he did do, he did talk to the Middle East because over there, you know, like gay guys get stoned to death. And he actually, when he first got to presidency, he took it beyond presidents when he said, hey, if you guys keep doing that, we're coming after you for fucking, for fucking with the gay people. It's fucked up. Trump actually stood up for gay people <clears throat> publicly. He got hella shit for it, too. <clears throat> Just well, saying. you know what? I will not support Trump. I will That's no. Fine. But that is your opinion, and exactly. we get we agree to disagree. Agree agree, to what disagree. is it the word? Agree, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Yes. But I will not support that man. That's <laughs> okay. That's okay. He got my vote. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for well, you. Uh, speaking of violence in the trans community, there have been there were a couple deaths uh, a few weeks ago in the United Where? States. Um, I believe New York, a Rhea Milton was 25 and then Dominique, both were found dead last week and they were both transgender black trans women. Yeah. And this is just In all New this York. shit. Yeah. All this shit is just too much to, to handle. I, no one should and be. It's, East, it's coast, East coast is a lot different <laughs> than the West coast. Like the West coast is a melting pot. Like you go up in the Bay area. That's where I grew up my whole life nothing man we've been seeing guy holds guy's hand since we were kids or nothing ever here we're such a melting pot of interracial relationships nothing bothers us here because we're so used to seeing our whole life we grow up with it so it's just a normal thing but when you go back east they still look at things different and they're it's like they're not as comfortable with it like we are we're comfortable you know you know as a black trans woman we need to be protected our community needs to be protected because it's unnecessary that every week that i you know go online I see one of my trans sisters killed, you know, and it's, it's, it's terrible. And we need protection. No one protects us. And, you know, for me as a black trans woman, I am scared. I, 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 even though I have blossomed in my transition, I still get nervous and going out and, and doing whatever. I am thankful that I live in a sanctuary city in San Francisco where, you know, I am protected. But still at the same time, hearing our trans sisters getting killed on a weekly basis is terrifying. And it has to stop. It really does. Because if the roles were reversed and they said, we need to kill all white men with bald heads and a beard, how would you feel, Jimmy Jew? I, I am considered the most hated man in America. So I, I, I used to <laughs> But I'm just saying, if the roles were reversed and I, I, it, it is reversed. white men with bald heads and beards were attacked on a we, weekly we do basis. Attacked. Do you really we get, get attacked. attacked, Jimmy? I've been attacked by police officers. I've had a broken rib, broken thumb, just because of the way I look. They thought I was a drug addict. I'm like, motherfucker, I work out. Literally broke my thumb and my rib. Six of them beat the shit out of me. And I went to court. Fucking nothing. It's my fault. Well, America goes <clears> by skin color. If you look black, <laughs> it's not an easy role for us. Or like this. Or like this. Yeah, and it also probably depends, too, you know, where, where exactly you are. I mean, I think in Los Angeles or even San Francisco, a, anyone who's trans is just going to be – they're going to be accepted. But, you know, if you go, you know, like to fucking Phoenix, Arizona, well, you know. A little different, yeah. Yeah. And it, I think it, hopefully, eventually – the way we feel will spill over into these other communities. And just to correct myself, uh, one was in Ohio and the other one was in Philadelphia. Those, oh, so those, it wasn't New York. It wasn't New York, but there was a, a giant march in, um, in Queens and Brooklyn for, for these two girls. So, yeah, and I, I, was at, yeah. I was at the Pride March the other day in Los Angeles and it was a, it was a huge movement. A big part of it was black Trans lives matter. It was a huge. There was like yes. thousands of people there. So, but yes, I I'm glad that we are having these protests because we are in a revolution, and it's time for everyone to be equal. Honestly, um, it's we have like 400, 500 years of racism to dismantle, and that's going to take a long time to dismantle the entire system and the systematic racism that continually goes on in America. And I, if we got to keep protesting for the end of the year or for the next three years until there's change, I am down for that because we need to move forward. Also, there's a lot of interracial couples happening <clears throat> and all types of stuff. Like my partner, he's a white male. 
a white bear, six foot four <laughs> bear. And we have disagreements a lot because he doesn't understand what it's like to be a black trans black trans woman maneuvering in America. And we have arguments all the time, but the one thing I like about my partner is that he educates himself. I don't have to educate him. And I think that's the thing. White folks are always texting me or my white girlfriends like, is there anything I can do for you or help me? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Educate yourself. Learn about the black culture. Educate yourself. No one is, it, you know, I think that it's, it's not my job. It's not the black community's job to educate white people. It's your job to actually educate yourself because we deal with enough shit on our own, it's a shit show. <laughs> we deal with enough shit. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. We deal with enough shout shit. To, shout out to the shit show. Shout out to the shit show. But uh, <clears throat> we deal with enough shit on a daily basis that we don't have the time or the mental ability to just educate people. So educate yourself. White women, educate yourself. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Karen. Educate yourself, <laughs> fucking Karen. Karen. Dude, hey, you see on Instagram, they have a whole thing, the Karens of the world, the Karens of you. Yeah. It's all Karens. I love that. It's yes, so good. Expose them all. Expose <laughs> the evil. Dude, it's great. Didn't Karen, <laughs> didn't like some Karen get up and sue because they don't like them using the name Karen? <laughs> That's so great. That that would suck if your name was Karen and you like were like no, the nicest, yeah, you coolest person ever. <laughs> I play this game, Words with Friends. I love Words with Friends. I love Scrabble. Oh, yeah, I love things that like stimulate me intellectually. So there's this thing called like lightning rounds where they put you in like random groups of people. And my team, <laughs> I had four Karens on my team. I was Shut like, up. it was four Karens and Brianna. No <laughs> oh way. I yeah. am not lying. I, I snapshot it and I was like, this is. That's, That's some shit right there. That is some <laughs> shit. You can't make that shit up. <laughs> that is funny. Holy shit, Karen. Oh, I got stu- I, I got uh, sucked into Candy Crush again. Have you guys ever played that I'm game? Colorblind. I can't I play it. Oh, I'm yeah, you can't, I can't play that. Oh no, my, my one of my ex-girlfriends, she said I'm playing all the time. She goes, you should get it. I'm like, bitch, we've been together five fucking years. You don't know I'm colorblind. You know? Yeah. It sucks. They have these glasses I saw. Uh, I think I sent you the link. On. Yeah. They're glasses been, and they, they fix all the colors color, for you. I've been colorblind so long that like, I'm scared if I put them on, I'm going to fucking get depressed because all the shit I've missed for so long. Right now, I'm just happy. I'm content. Well, you'd actually find out, Jimmy, that you're actually Chinese. You're not white. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's pretty Calm racist, down, Drake. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty racist, Drake. <laughs> that was... <laughs> I'm only I'm only Asian from the waist down. Oh <laughs> it's my! Fucked up, huh? Come on, man! Come on! You gotta laugh. Oh my god! I'm not involved in this conversation, Miss uh, <laughs> yeah. Sinclair. I will say though, uh, when a few years ago, I was lucky enough to donate a little bit of money to your lovely breasts, but I asked <laughs> yeah. for you to get double Fs. I asked for you to get double S and you're like, I am not doing that. <laughs> I am not. Hell no. I am not gonna. Well. Let me tell you this. First of all, thank you, Drake, for donating to my booby campaign. <laughs> uh, I did a, a, <laughs> I did a two-hour recital to raise money for my breast implants, and it was called From Bach to Boobs. Bach is like a classical composer. Yeah, I love that. And Bach. I raised about $10,500, and I saw one of the best plastic surgeons in San Francisco, and he did a killer job on my breast. And I'm a double D, and I, well, like a D double D, and that's perfect. I'm an opera singer. I don't need to be looking like a bimbo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I already I'm have like a blonde weave. I'm six two. Okay, so D's are perfect for you. That's a normal yes, size. For, D's that's a normal size for uh, a yeah, six two person. I can make my own choices about my body, Jimmy G. You know? But yes, <laughs> a D I mean, and if double. You're like, if you're yes. like five five with D's, I'm like, okay, that's a, that look like a stripper, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I first got my implant. You know they're swollen, so they're they're literally my implants were up to my chin because <laughs> they were so swollen. And so when I walked out in public, I'm like, I was walking like this, 
And I'm not lying. Every male on the sidewalk was just staring at my titties. <laughs> and I felt I had to literally wear a jacket for three weeks until the swelling went down because my boobs were so high and swollen. <laughs> it was so That's embarrassing. Funny. Oh, That's my funny. gosh. Hey, Jimmy, did you, uh, did you get the new product that Manscaped just sent? I did. I have not opened it yet, though. Well, I so I got it. it. And it's actually called, it's a, it's a brand new thing. It's called the Weed Whacker, okay? So this is, a, this is a brand new product, the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hairs sticking out of either of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't make, you can't make this shit up. Oh my did god! Did you write this trick? I didn't. No, they send this. They said they send that first line, and it's so fucking funny. But I will say yes. though, I, I haven't. I like. I don't really get that many nose hairs, but I used it. And if you've ever pulled out any nose hair, it makes all of your sinuses just like completely fire all at once, and you just start. Oh, it feels crying. like the rip of the hair from the back of your eyeball. Yeah, it's so, it's absolutely painful. But anyways, they have the same skin-safe technology that they do on the on the lawnmower 3.0. So basically, you just stick that thing up your nose or your ear, and it will just it'll get completely rid of all the hair. Okay? Can you hear better? Probably. Actually, you probably can. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it on my stepdad, a little Italian guy. <laughs> Man, I'll probably go through three batteries on him. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you go to manscaped.com. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHITSHOW. That's all one word, all caps, SHITSHOW. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. <laughs> Thanks, Manscaped. Wow. wow. Hey, hey, Brian, you should see the, the box they sent us for the Manscaped thing. When you open it up, it says, your, your balls will thank you. Your I couldn't will. stop laughing for like 10 minutes. Oh, I yes. I've seen those commercials. Hella funny, dude. Like the, my, the whole kid, I looked at my, my kitchen counter for a week. Everybody come and go, what the fuck does that say? That's so funny. <laughs> it's just funny. Miss yeah. Bree, does, does your fiance, does he need one of these manscaped? Do you like to have him nice and trimmed or does he, does he just do his own thing? Um, he does his own thing, and I like my men all natural. Oh. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm a classy lady. Okay. I get it. <laughs> I, you know what? To each Enough their said. own. Enough said. I had the, I, I had the, <laughs> yes. uh, I the girl I'm talking to right now. She used the manscaper on me the other day. She likes it. Hardwood floors down there. Hey. Yeah. Well, I mean, people have yeah. their preferences. Everybody preferences. <laughs> So what, I want to go back to um, singing with an orchestra. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, all the discipline that goes into, into being a classical musician, period. Like, for instance, if you, if you have an orchestra, let's say there's, you know, three or four trumpet players. Those guys are going to keep that job until the day they fucking fall over and die. So yeah. the work, there's very little work, you know, in an orchestra. There's some, some orchestras have anywhere between like 70 to 120 members. And then to have... Really? Yeah, they're they're some of them are pretty big, and so wow. yeah. yeah, and uh, these most of these people are tenured, so you just you're in the orchestra for life unless you do something really really fucked up, like which happened in Austin <laughs> the other day. We'll get into that. Oh no! But anyways, you being a soloist, that's even harder to do. How the hell did you do that? That is because it's so impossible to do that yeah what's this? but i ask myself how the hell do i do it <laughs> still to this day um you know it takes a lot of discipline you know drake you know being a classical musician takes a lot of discipline and i think coming from like cal arts and then studying at the san francisco conservatory the disciplines are totally different because in cal art it was a bit lax but when i went to the conservatory i was working pretty much on my craft seven days a week, maybe six hours a day, plus academic. Wow. And um, it's a lot of work, you know? I, when, it, when it comes to being a singer, it's physiology. It's physiological. I can never say it. Physiological. Oh, my God, whatever. Physiological? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. physiological, yes. I think, I think that's... Oh, my God. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, <laughs> you're, you're mostly using your body to produce 
sounds that are not normal. It's not a natural sound. Whether you're a female singer or a male singer, we're not we're not producing natural sounds. We're producing sounds that are above and beyond uh, the regular singing that we hear in pop music today and et cetera. So I remember I made my debut with the San Francisco Symphony in 2018. And it was the most amazing experience. Uh, I was with Cheyenne Jackson and, um, God, what's her name from Glee? She's the tall comedian, white woman, older uh, white woman. Dina Menzel. No, that's, that's, that's. No, not Dina Menzel. Jane Lynch. Yes. Ah, Oh, I love her. Yes. So Jane Lynch was hosting um, a big show at the San Francisco Opera and they actually performed and I signed my contract and it was so much fun. And I and the orchestra was probably around enough ninety to hundred, uh, if I can recall. In the band, uh, yes, in the orchestra, that's, yes, yeah, orchestra, yeah. That that's just fucking crazy to think about. And then they all play yes. together. It's fucking, it's <clears throat> yeah, crazy. <laughs> it's scary. Um. So the day of my performance, my actual debut, I actually had the flu, oh. bronchitis, what, and a sore throat. That all at once and I already signed the contract with the symphony and I I remember when they opened the doors and says here is Brianna Sinclair singing the Moncreux Soubre à Tavois from Sasson and I was just like I walked out and I see this huge ass orchestra and in the back of my head I said fuck fuck (laughs) 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 that's all I kept saying in the back of my mind I said Fuck, fuck this. I don't want I can't do this. But I was like, okay, Brianna, take a deep breath. Whatever comes out, comes out. And let me tell you this, the voice just shot out and sang and did its own thing. And I got a standing ovation. And then I sing another song. I got another standing ovation. And then once I went back to my green room after I sing, I literally collapsed because I was so sick. Like I took off my gown. I was like, oh, I am terribly exhausted, sick. But the sure. voice was working and I couldn't back out of it because I signed a contract, you know. And when you sign contracts, you have to make sure that you're in tip top shape and health. Right. And I just was not healthy <laughs> that day at that evening. But um, it was such a monumental moment because I was the first trans singer to perform at the San Francisco Symphony. That's wow. badass. Yeah. Would that be also maybe think the United States too? Like, do you think that's, were you the first to, to ever do that with any orchestra? Uh, For, so there's been other transformers, but they're mostly in like Europe. But I think in San Francisco, I am the first trans singer to sing with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. So they've had a trans, I believe pianist, but I'm the first trans singer to sing with them. And it was such a monumental moment. And I sing at the Walt Disney Concert Hall. Uh, which was such an amazing experience. Uh, I've sang in a lot of major halls. And next, I'm hopefully, cross my fingers, uh, that I'll go to Europe. So that'll be my next phase. Next stage, I guess. I like Europe. Europe's good. Good food over there. I've never been. Mm. I want some German sausage. (laughs) 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 I, I do love me some some German sausage. That's for sure. I know you do, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! That's yeah. fucking hilarious. What was your craziest memory at, at Cal Arts? Do you have any funny stories? That's where we oh, went to school, God. Jimmy. Yeah, I, I you've had some pretty crazy ones from there. I mean, that's that place sounded like it was off the fucking hook. Yes, it was crazy. <clears throat> lots of parties, lots of drinking, lots of drugs. I didn't do a lot of drugs. I did mostly a lot of, I drank a lot of alcohol and I was like, quote unquote, white girl wasted all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very emotional. But you know what? At CalArts, I had a lot of sex at CalArts, but I'm not going to say anybody's names, but I had a lot of sex, like a lot. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's good to have a lot of sex, I think in general, you know, it's very, yeah. It's it's good for you. It's good for the soul. Oh my god! Everyone is calling me. They hear you on the anyway. 
I cannot believe I'm on this show. <laughs> I know. I, honestly, Everybody I was that. very nervous about having you on the show. Just, be, just because, I don't know, I, we are not, even myself included, we're not very educated on the trans community. And I remember we were, one day we were even trying to have a conversation about what cis meant like a cis male or a cis female and yeah. assuming gender and all that. And we, we just, we have no idea. You know Even what? as a I'm gay surprised. man, I don't know a shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised I don't know that because cis means that you were born in that gender. So if you say cis female, that means she was born a woman. Cis and then trans means transitioning. So I'm transitioning from one gender to the next. I've never heard the cis part. I've heard the trans. That's common. Everybody knows that. <clears throat> but yes, yeah. so like you from a Jimmy young Jew, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, like Jimmy Jew, Drake, y'all are cis men. Y'all were born male. That's it. Yeah, I just call that male. <laughs> and you know, yeah. and you knew from a young age, like around five, that that you wanted to transition. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, my dad forced me into playing basketball, which sucked, and I just wanted to hang out with the girls and play hopscotch and play with Barbies. And I remember when the little mermaid came out, I was so obsessed with the little mermaid (laughs) that, you know, Ariel combed her hair with a fork. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, at that time I had like a little curly fro. I was big eyed, you know, little child. And I stole all the forks in my mom's (laughs) kitchen and I went into my room and I was combing my hair with a fork. And I was like, my prince is going to find me. My prince is going <laughs> to take me into his castle and love on me. And I cannot believe at the age of five, six, I was thinking like that. But you just knew. But yes, you just I knew. knew. And that's what people, a lot of people don't understand is like, I knew I was gay at like seven or eight. Or I mean, I didn't know what it, I didn't know what it was, but I just knew I just had a different type of attraction or obsession with one sex rather than the other. And I don't know, people say that you're not born with this, but you are. It's You are. That's just how it was. So, yeah, and I, you know, I just hope your viewers understand, you know, the difference between gender and sexuality, you know? Yeah. And sexuality is your preference, is what you like. So if you're gay or whatever, you like men, you like women, if you're straight, et cetera. But gender is a total different spectrum. Like people equate our gender to sexuality. And I think that's kind of been confusing for American audiences is that they think, oh, because I'm trans, I'm gay. No, that doesn't mean anything. That's different. That's sexuality. Now, I know trans women who are their sexuality preference is women. So they're lesbians. They're transitioned to women and they're lesbians. Like Caitlyn Jenner, which I can't stand, but... Um, why why not? Caitlyn Jenner. Because she's a privileged white woman who really does not understand the community. And no offense, as trans folks, we all have our stories and kudos to her that she transitioned transitioned and I am in total support of that but she's not the face of our community she does not know what it's like to really struggle and find a job as a black trans woman and you know to to you know feeling anxious about your safety as a black trans woman she has no clue about those issues and she will never be the face of our community ever but I I, yeah fully trans yeah oh yeah I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't want to get into details of surgeries or anything, but she is a fully trans, she is a transitioned woman. I don't know any of her surgical things, but yes, she's oh. trans. So she's considered a lesbian then? Because she thinks yes, a woman. Correct. So that's sexuality. So we have to separate those two. And I think that's another thing why American audiences are confused about straight men who are trans attracted, straight men that are attracted to trans women. They see the aesthetic. They see the woman. They see the female, you know? And we're not talking about genitalia. We're seeing the outer, the, the aesthetic, you know, of a woman. And yeah. that does not necessarily mean that he's gay. Right. I'm a gold, I'm a gold star dyke. 
<laughs> I I have a friend. I actually have a couple of friends who are specifically attracted to trans women. Like that's their that's only the only yeah. thing that they like. Everybody has a preference. Exactly. Well, yeah. hurt, who gives a shit? Except everybody. That's what I would say. I don't give a shit. <clears throat> you know, fuck. Everybody has a preference. There's, there's like an they call it an ass for every seat. You know, if that's what you like, and nobody's getting hurt, there ain't no fucking kids involved or animals getting hurt. Fucking who gives a shit? I mean, yeah, fuck accept each other. You know, accept Thank each other. Thank you. Fuck. You know, preach, I Jimmy. I mean, yes, I mean, it's true though. No, it is what, true. What, I mean, people think I do weird shit. You know, I like fucking banging like three chicks at a time and fucking bondage shit. Am I weird for it? No, it's my <laughs> sexual preference. You know, <clears throat> Jimmy, you know, just have fun. But have no, fun. I um. I've dated plenty of straight men, a lot of them, very straight. You know, they, they are not attracted to men. You know, they're not attracted. They are attracted to women. They're, they're attracted to the beauty and aesthetics of a woman. And dating these straight men, it's very interesting just to see their reactions and their stories. And a lot of them were fuck boys, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I've, yes, I've been with, a lot of straight men and I really had to tell them a lot of them before I met Michael, my partner that like, look, please do not text me anymore. I'm not here <laughs> for any fucking excursions. <laughs> <laughs> I am get, I'm about to get married. I'm a domesticated woman now. No more. <laughs> domesticated. <laughs> Calm down. Yes. yes. That's so yes. funny. Yeah. That's that is- absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was I, domesticated, but I don't think I, that's. I, I'm, right. I'm becoming domesticated right now. Well, because Jimmy, Jimmy is in love. He won't say it on this show, but I just, he's, Aww. he just is. He's very, he's a very happy man right now. Yes. Oh, congratulations, Jimmy J. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jimmy J. Jimmy J. Jimmy the happy, J. Happy, 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 happy. And we got. He has a new HD camera now, so now he looks really good. I know my other one oh. was just a computer one, and it was just fucking jankety. I like it. It was like it looked like old, you know, TV show footage. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of classic. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, we had Bree. We had someone on here uh, from the Power Exchange in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Do you know what that is? I have. Yes. When I before <laughs> I met Michael, my partner, uh, my first two years. I yes, I had some fun at the power exchange. Oh. <laughs> yes, I have engaged in a lot of sexual activity that I'm very proud of. And I'm very proud. I'm not that person who like hides about my sex life. I love sex. Um, also as a singer, I love like having sex before like three days before I perform because like I'm relaxed and I'm ready to just sing. And, Why not on and the breathe. day? <laughs> and, and yes, the day of, I've had those um, experiences. Um, but yeah, I've had some experience at the power exchange. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna t- when Drake comes up here, I'm going to take him to show him because Jeff's a friend of mine. You know, Jeff Powers owns a place. And so we're going we're gonna to take Drake up there and let him experience the power exchange yeah, as a voyeur, as a voyeur. And actually, yeah. so Josh is the son of the, the owner I guess he's also an owner, but anyways, his dad, who owns the place, was trans for a little bit, and then he detransitioned. Uh-huh. I didn't know that was like a thing. Yeah, there are. Um, I know a lot of folks that detransition because it's hard. It's so hard out there. Do you know how difficult it is to just be your authentic self in America? Because you know, as children, we are trained. Mm-hmm to put on a front and to hide everything and to maneuver in corporate America. But as a black trans woman, I'm like, look, I'm just going to be my authentic self, have fun, be me and be myself. And I, I didn't grasp what my road ahead would be. I didn't grasp the struggles that I was going to encounter, but I know plenty of folks who do transition because it's so hard. It's too much. And, and not just because it's a struggle, but also people detransition because they're like, oh, I don't think I can do this anymore. This is not for me. Uh, 
So there's, there's a lot of variations that are going on. But for me, I knew I had to transition. I knew I wanted a vagina. Like, I wanted these things for myself because I knew from such a young age that I was in the wrong body. And people are like, oh, that's like a mental illness. And womp, womp. I'm like, no, it's not a mental illness. It is not. Um, I was, my gender was, it was such a struggle. And I just knew I just just wasn't right. And I had to, and I was like, I'm going to make the changes on my own. But I love my vagina and I named her Ophelia. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. There's a song about that uh, from the, um, from, (laughs) who is it? The Lumineers, Ophelia. Yes, I think I, yeah, I got it from what, Macbeth? Yeah, Ophelia Macbeth? I think so. Or was it in Julio Julio Cesare? Maybe Julio Cesare. I'm not sure. I don't know one of those uh, plays, but I named her Ophelia. <laughs> <laughs> That's badass, Jimmy. Do you have a name for your for your wing? Uh, my, my the chick that I'm messing with right now, she calls him Woody. But you know. <clears throat> Oh, that's right. like a basic straight name. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all we got right now. Yeah. And I call hers yummy. So, you know. Oh. I got my little oh. yummy down there. Yeah, she yes. got her little, her little mm, she has a pretty one. Mm, little, okay. Oh. Let's be respectful. But yes. <laughs> my, <laughs> my my partner, he loves mine so much. So Well, he loved it so much he put a ring on it. Right? Yeah, so yes. I think he loves it more than me, honestly. <laughs> as, as, I guess, as a partner should. As a partner should. Yes, I think he loves it more than me, but I'm like, thank you, honey, for taking care of me. Damn. That's awesome. That, I mean, that's, that's honestly relationship goals. Like, if your partner pleasures you the way you want to be pleasured on a however often you want it, then that's, that's life right there. Yes. <laughs> my partner goes into town. <laughs> he drives but the anyway, whole truck yes. into town. Well, um, we want to thank you for coming on here and for educating yes, us for and educating all of our listeners. And I'm glad that this this seemed to everyone seems to be loving each other and there was no fights. Yes. <laughs> See, because we all get along. We all get along. No, we agree to disagree, but I will exactly. never vote for Trump. <laughs> And I will I'll, never support I'll, I'll Trump, for you. but I'll that's, for you. that's you. you. No, you're not going to vote for me. Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. I got you, Rihanna. <laughs> do you want to uh, plug, yes, you you. plug your social media and all of anything that anywhere people can find you and like you? And yes. Can you plug that for us? Yes. So my Facebook is Brianna, B-R-E-A-N-N-A, Elise Sinclair. Uh, Sinclair, S-N-I-C-L-A-I-R-E. And that is my Facebook. My Instagram is Brianna Elise Sinclair. And my Twitter is Bria Sinclair. So it's B-R-E-A-S-I-N-C-L-A-I-R-E. So, yeah, those are my social media tags. I don't even know what to say. Yes, the way of the future. Well, we all communicate now. Thank you so much. We will all be waiting for your Toronto or your Canadian opera, yes, we will you. be, maybe we'll try to f- go up there because I know Jimmy probably is down <laughs> for a little trip. I'm not allowed in Canada. Oh, that's right. Oh. Do Because you had a do, DUI, right? Or something like that? No. no. Many other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We won't get well, into yes, that. will but- be part two. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I had a good yes, time. Thanks for coming on. Thank, thank you for, for listening. So. Absolutely. Thank you. It's good Thank seeing you. you. Mad love and uh, man, hope you come back on one day. <laughs>